This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of 24th and Park. Your host John Olangi here with my uh, my co-host, uh, PSG Talk contributor Eddie Razo. What's up, Eddie? How you doing, man? I'm. It's been a rough week, uh, sports-wise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PSG losing 2-1 in the Champions League. Then you have um, uh, my hockey team falling apart yesterday, and then the, the Mexican club that I support is in last place. The only thing holding like my fandom together is the Raptors just being really good. <laughs> Other than that, uh, yeah. yeah, my sports teams are, are kind of like I'm not getting any type of love from them uh, so far uh, this like uh, I guess winter winter season. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's all over the place right now. Uh, the Lakers are actually playing the Celtics right now. We're winning, but Jason Tatum is like giving us hell. So, but but uh, yeah, this is our tenth episode, man. So we've reached a mini milestone <laughs> of twenty fourth and Park. It's our tenth episode. Um, uh, we got a lot to get into. Obviously, there's been a lot going on um, in terms of PSG and the club and. Everything surround the social media reactions. Everybody's losing their shit. Uh, it's anxiety FC. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Like, uh, obviously, if you don't know by now, we lost to Dortmund in the Champions League this past week. Um, PSG didn't play well. You know, they just didn't play well overall. I just want to get your your thoughts on, you know, how you felt about the match, how you felt coming out of it, and if anything has changed since Tuesday. Um, well, I was listening to it on the radio, uh, the Spanish uh, Univision broadcast, and then I got to watch uh, a good portion of the match uh, at home since I had it uh, DVR'd. But yeah. it's – I didn't think our, you know – defensive uh, warts were that bad heading into the match. But that, but I, I saw your tweet. Many people were downplaying what um, Halam was, was was doing before before this match. And yeah. I wasn't doing the same, but I was a little skeptical just because, uh, you know, the German league isn't that known for its defensive um, – you know, players or tactics or whatever, but man, just just it's just, it felt like every five ten minutes he had a really good opportunity to, to to strike, and you know in the first half he didn't quite connect, but man that second half he, he just it was just, just you know he he made easy work of of the defense and and then once Neymar scored I thought things were gonna settle down okay. Uh, let's play our game. And then a couple minutes later, Dorman, you know, they got the second goal. And it's just, uh, if I was, I think if I, I wasn't worried too much about our defense heading into that, to that first leg, but now coming out of it, it's just more, 
I, I'm not hitting the panic button yet, but if uh, there's like, uh, I, I think I have like my, like one or couple or couple fingers ready to press it. <laughs> yeah, and then it's it's important to note that we literally just watched uh, uh, the following match uh, against Bordeaux and Ligue 1, where PSG pulled out a, a was it four three. Yeah. Victory barely, you know, won that one, and we gave up three wild goals. Pretty much, the last one was a pretty good goal, but the first two won off a set piece, and then the second one, Sergio Rico was drunk. <laughs> so, uh, so you know that that obviously adds on to you know that. And then Thiago Silva's injury. Can't injury. About that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was big. Hopefully, that's not too crucial. But yeah, so and I, and I agree. You know, coming out of it, I you know, yeah, we didn't play relatively well, um, but I wasn't too down on our defense. Um, given that Silva was coming back, Marquinhos was was coming back. Um, you know, they they weren't really. I can tell the entire team wasn't really like ready for that match. Yeah. Like from from a coming back from an injury as well as the the. The mentality of the squad—it was just—it was just off. Mbappe was off. Neymar looked tired. Like even though I don't agree with him coming out and saying, you know, PSG was the deciding factor of me not playing the match. Like yo, just keep that, you know, keep that in the locker yeah. room. But, um, but yes, I, I agree with him. I think that did hurt him in that game because he looked out of shape and out and, and tired and just, you know, breathing heavily and. Yeah. Uh, but but overall, you know, and then coming into this match, like I wasn't too worried. But coming into this match, and it's like, all right, they 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 haven't shored up the defense. Even with Thiago Silva not there, their you know defensive work for me starts in the midfield and with the forwards. And I think that never gets talked about, obviously. But you know, Verratti is running everywhere. Ganagé is running everywhere, and there's never someone sitting in front of them. Uh, and I think Tuchel put out the lineup to do that today with Marquinhos, but then Silva got injured, and Marquinhos had to go back uh, in his center back role. But overall, man, like I, I think it's not over. Like I'm not, I'm not down and 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 out. Like we, this is this is the the same position they were in, not the same, but an equivalent position where it was win or go home against Liverpool, and they put out one of their best performances. So it's in them, but. We won't know until until we see it. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to help that Marco Verratti is going to be missing the game. So yeah. I feel like our I feel, if you ever like drove in a car where the check engine light is always blinking, uh, I feel <laughs> like that's going to be our midfield. Like because you're going to have Gay, but Gay, I mean, he didn't have a really good performance out there. I mean, he, didn't. he had a good one today, but yeah. You know. Yeah, but, but it's it's board it's not Dortmund and right. they're gonna they're gonna need him like it, it's not okay we need you to just play just you know don't don't make any mistakes don't hurt us now they're gonna need him to to make plays because they're not gonna have their best midfielder out there and then I I think I saw Jonathan Johnson of ESPN rip Andrew Herrera for being injured but partying a couple of days ago which we'll talk about. And then you have Paredes, so our midfield right now is uh, quite suspect. So it's it's going to be quite interesting uh, in a couple of weeks to see where or how Tuco decides to approach this because 
yeah, like you said, it's win or go home, and it's pretty much his job is on the line in this one match. Yeah, it is, and and I I couldn't imagine being in his position right now. He's stressed the hell out, <laughs> like the French media dealing with players partying and dealing with oh, all yeah. this. Like, dude, like, I know he's, like, stressed he out. He has pl- players, bro- uh, relatives of players ripping him. He has a couple. I know I saw an RMC journalist saying he needs to be fired already. So, yeah, he's he's getting carved up by members of the media and fans and, and, you know, relatives of players. So everybody's ripping him from every angle. Yeah, he's, he's on the hottest of seats, and I couldn't imagine being in that position. But that's what they get paid the big bucks for. And yeah, like he's he's literally coaching for his PSG career. Um, but just to kind of transition into the the reactions, um, you alluded to it. Um, President Elkin Pembe's brother came out and literally cussed out <laughs> Tuchel, yeah. um, and called him a sob and it called him a joke and you know some more things, um, just like how how do you feel about that in terms of you know, Kimpembe's brother knowing that, yes, we can, us as fans, people say worse stuff on Twitter about Thomas Tuchel, yeah. but when you're a relative of a player who you know that this is going to get out and it's going to direct, directly affect Kimpembe, like, so, like, what are your thoughts about that? you got to have, uh, I mean, you don't want to take away, I'm pretty sure he's a fan of the club. So he probably sure. has, you know, that that part of that. Like, I don't think he's talking about his, you know, I don't think he, he was coming at, like, for example, like the defense of his brother or anything like that. I think this was his fandom talking. And we saw, if not more toxic stuff uh, from people on Twitter, but other yeah. people on Twitter aren't related to the starting center back on, on PSG. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's, uh, I think once you have relatives that are in the club and, and starting for the club, it's you gotta you gotta. I mean, you can't muscle them. You can't control them. Everybody, you know, this is a grown ass man, so he, he can, you know, can Pembe doesn't need to babysit his brother or tell his brother don't do this, don't do that. But I mean, I guess he should have thought that it could affect his brother because now. They said they've watered everything down, out. Everything's good. It's been talked about. They, they're putting it behind them. But still, it's going to be pretty awkward. You don't know what's going to happen uh, in a couple of weeks if, if you know if Dortmund win. And who knows if it's Kempembe's brother or someone else's uh, relative that decides to carve up Tuchel. Because right now, uh, he's, he, I'm not, not going to get into tactics or anything. Like, I don't like to second-guess coaches, but sometimes... Uh, like the Icardi stuff, uh, you know, he he's gonna be he's gonna open himself up to criticism because he he he's like leading up to that to that match they were playing a four four two, they got away from that they switched it up and it's just you know he, he's just gonna get carved up uh, with or his his decisions are gonna be uh, micro micro analyzed by by everybody and. Yeah, it's, it's just not a good look for Kimpembe. I know, I know there's a crazy rumor that maybe Juve might be interested in him if PSG decide, you know what? <laughs> I uh, saw uh, that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty awkward, especially if uh, they move on 
and who knows, maybe go on a deep run. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's. I feel like if you're if you're at your job and you're, um, you know, if you're like at a company, you know, outing where you get to have a relative and and one of your relatives decides to cuss out your boss because he hasn't given <laughs> Not you a, a raise good or they've heard a lot of stories about your boss or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be pretty awkward. But but yeah, I mean. Uh, Kepembe, like I said, he spelled it in a professional matter, but but still, it's it's still pretty awkward knowing that uh, you had your relative just pretty much cuss out your 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 boss. Yeah, yeah, it, it's 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 very awkward, but it's like we've seen this before too with uh, I believe Di Maria's wife and Thiago Silva's wife with Emery. so um, it's. You just got to be mindful as the family member that, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, it, like you said, it's like you're making the, like the, the person that's most hardest on is the player. Like Kipembe in a situation is essentially having to choose between his brother and his boss, right? The person who's going to give him game time. Uh, and obviously in the grand scheme, he's going to pick, he's going to try to settle, settle things down with his job because, that's how he gets paid, and that's probably how his brother, you know what I mean, like gets certain things that he wouldn't have otherwise. That's just my yeah. opinion. So it's 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 a I think for the family members, it's a there's more so being mindful. And I believe and you're absolutely right when you say that. When he said that comment, it wasn't he wasn't thinking as Kipembe's brother. He was thinking as a fan. As most of us were pissed when we watched that match, and we you know we saw his some of the decisions that, that Thomas Tuchel made. And just on that point, I believe what was more egregious than not starting a Cardi was to not bring in either him or Cavani during the match and make that adjustment when Killian Mbappe clearly... Well, go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think that that was the most thing that I was critical of, of, of Tuchel, just like, yo, like clearly this is the adjustment that needs to be made. You're not making it. And he only made one substitution, which was crazy. But, but yeah, like, just back to this, though, I, I think the most important thing is for the the, the family members to just to be mindful. Like, and then he deleted the video. But, <laughs> like, bam, it's, it's 2020. Like, nothing yeah. gets deleted off of Internet. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nothing, <laughs> nothing ever goes away in 2020. No, it could be all. up for a couple of seconds. But people are going to are gonna grab it. Like, um, and yeah. then also, I... I um, all that uh, Leo's coach uh, came to the defense of Tuchel saying that uh, he just generalized and said, you know, some 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 people should, you know, use their brains rather than their phones or, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But, yeah, he took a he took a shot at Kempembe's brother uh, <laughs> you know, coming to the defense of, a, of another coach. So, yeah, uh, it was uh, – but that, that, you know, considering how toxic that, that situation was, it wasn't even the worst uh, – what it, it was incident. Um, you want to bring up the other one? <laughs> Are we talking about the the party? Yes, the party videos that, <laughs> that just uh, a couple so, of days after that loss. So I'm I am um, I'm not conflicted. Like I personally believe that the party was a good idea. Just, but then it's hard to like. Like, ideally, it's like, yes, they need to, like, after that match, bro, they needed to relieve some stress. Like, that, like, they needed to, 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 you see them, they look like they were, like, 
wilding, like shirts off, and like you know they needed that that relief. It's just the re- the reality of that not being caught on camera and coming out in the media yeah. is just not you know what I mean. So in that sense, it's a very stupid thing to do. But ideally, yes, they needed to release some stress. And, you know, you could have did it at home with your wife. And, and you know, there are many ways to, to, to relieve stress. Uh, but then, again, they're celebrating their birthdays. I think it's Cavani, Cardi, and Di Maria had, like, the similar uh, same birthday. Yeah. Um, so, so in that sense, like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah, they needed that. <laughs> they needed to... To get that whatever was on their on that on each on their heart, they needed to get that out because that was like a wild. It looked like a wild party. Like Cardi, uh, what's his name? A uh, Parade's got his middle fingers up. Like he's just a thug. Like he's just they're just wilding out. And and you know, again, I believe that they needed some form of uh, stress relief. But I just think that you know, you it can't come out in the media, like especially after you just lost. In the Champions League, fam, it's yeah. just—it's just not a good. There's no good way to spin it. But yeah. again, my first thought when I saw it was like, yeah, they needed some form of stress relief. It's just not a good idea when you're a PSG player and everybody's always watching. So that—that you know that was, that was on it. yeah. It, it reminded me of, uh, and Mark will will. I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure he'll either agree with this or he'll. He'll not, but it reminded me of uh, the New York Giants uh, a couple of years ago when, like, I'm not sure who they were playing in that NFC wild card uh, round, but they were, or division, I'm not sure which round it was, but when they were out in, a, in Miami on a boat. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, the Odell of, uh, Yeah, yeah, and, and the, people were like, well, why are they in Miami on a boat? And, With Trey songs. You should just stop the sentence right there. Why are you on a boat in Miami with Trey songs like yeah. that? <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, these people, these players have lives, and I get it. Like some people, they're they're not players twenty four seven. They're they're. Uh, I know, you know, if we have a bad day, we want to go out just to de stress. You know, cameras aren't going to be following us. Uh, people's phones aren't going to be up on our faces. But it's just like sometimes I feel like people, especially in Europe, they feel like these guys are supposed to be robots, machines that only eat, breathe, and, and you know, sleep soccer. But, uh, yeah. you know, they, they're, they're allowed to de-stress, and I, and I get it. It's not a good look. This is why I, maybe I would have suggest uh, if they wanted a party, uh, try to you know rent out rent out the club, uh, or rent out something that you can use where you can control you know the the environment. And just say you know what, no cell phones, no cell phones are going to be allowed. Um, you know, people are going to you know I'm pretty sure paparazzi will catch people coming in, but nothing nothing leaks out. No cell phones, no nothing. Have you know try to control as much as you can the the environment, and you know that you have three guys that are making making bank i'm pretty sure they can afford to rent out a place for a day uh that way they can control what you know what gets out uh same thing the video looked looked like like, video looked like it was like one of it came from inside right like one of the players was recording that right yeah so yeah well if it's the players and that means it's even dumber but if it was someone recording and then looking to sell it to the paparazzi uh and, and make a quick buck. Uh, yeah, that's that's not uh, that's not a good look. So, uh, I mean, I'm just not making a big deal out of it. 
it's it is what it is. Just move on. I mean, they're down two one coming home. We'll see how everything you know transpires at home. But yeah, I mean, if you're an athlete in twenty twenty, you gotta and, and you're lucky to, to just party even after a tough loss or or whatever. Uh, always try to have control of the environment because if you, if you're just out in public then you know you're just opening your opening yourself up for for backlash so just yeah it's, it's, uh, it's always good to, to just take control and, and you know try to control what gets leaked out and what doesn't yeah man um, yeah not a good look they, they, they need to they need to be mindful again be mindful of, of situations like this and I, I just looked it says somewhere that um, I believe Marquinhos is the one who released this video, and he came out and apologized about oh. it. I don't know how true that. What? Is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, come on, yeah, come I was on. like, I, you I, know I, better, bro. You're not supposed to be. Yeah, you're not supposed. You're that's. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. Like, I get it if it's someone else at the party, and and like I said, they sell it to to a paparazzi there. But yeah. when it's your own, when it, you know, it's. You know, I, I would have made it clear to the players. No video, no. It's like again, back to the back, uh, Odell Beckham. But it's it's not just that. It's when other, um, you know, it's it's other teams, other athletes that decides to take a trip, be, you know, uh, before a playoff game or after a tough stretch uh, or a losing streak, and and, and it's for some reason they gotta take photos, they got to take videos. Like you sometimes. You don't have to take videos or photos of, of, of whatever you're doing. I, I know it's it's tempting considering the you know the, the age we live in, the social media. You always have to post on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, whatever. But sometimes you don't have to let the world know what you're doing. So yeah, if it was Marquinhos taking that video or he's the one who captured it, yeah, it's yeah, you just shot yourself in the foot there. Yeah, the craziest thing about this though is this is what the media thought was going to happen at Neymar's party right like this is this is what they thought Neymar's party was going to be but no it was Di Maria and Cavani and the Cardi's party that was wild and they were just they were just going hard the whole time and I think it's you know like before the Neymar party they were saying that um, there's not going to be any cameras there's like it's not going to be a big party like Who's to dictate that a party is not going to be big? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's Neymar. Like, it's going to be a big party. Yeah. It's PSG players. It's going to be a big party, right? So, it's like, I don't, I, I don't know where that stuff comes from, but they don't, they don't live the lives that we do, you know? And I think that's hard for them to compartmentalize to that, you know, that reality is that no matter how normal they want to live, like, I'm pretty sure they have these conversations like, yeah, why can't I just you know, do, you know, have a beer and, and just chill out and, and have, you know, enjoy myself. Like, nah, bro, you're um, a mega star. You're a multimillionaire. And even though to me personally, none of that matters, but this is how the media derives and, and brings up narratives and this is how they come to the conclusion of who you are or what, or what they think of who you are based off of what you do extracurricular. So it's like... You know, it's. I'm sure it's hard for them to kind of, you know, live that life and 
try to be private while having fun. It's a hard thing to balance, but yeah, that's just the reality of their their career choices. Like this is this is the life of a soccer player, you know, playing for one of the biggest clubs in Europe, like all eyes on you. So you can't in the least you can do is not shoot yourself in the foot. You know what I mean? So yeah. So I don't think I don't think if, if anybody else I I mean I didn't see any other videos from like any other angles, so yeah, yeah. like when it's when it's a, a fellow player putting out that video, yeah it's uh, yeah you, you sh- they shot themselves in the foot right there and it's just yeah if it, I'm pretty sure if, if Marquinhos wouldn't have recorded it nothing would have gotten out and I mean people would have known they did a party but none of like the celebrations that that we ended up seeing would have uh, made it out to to social media and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it, yeah. I, you got to have a pack going in with your fellow players or your fellow, your fellow teammates saying, yeah, no, no recordings, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. I've, I've been to Kevin Hart uh, comedy shows. There's, str- there's a strict no phone policy. Like if you get caught with your phone, you get kicked out. Like it's, it's not hard, you know, to, to say no phones, but Hey, Again, like you said, we live in a social media age. They want to record everything, so it is what it is. So I wanted to talk about the the Jordan kits, uh, the fourth our fourth jerseys, the black ones with the the French flag colors coming down the middle. Um, I believe last Wednesday it came out that. Um, it was the it was the best selling product on the on the on the global Nike.com in all categories following this release. Um, they sold over like six thousand jerseys and they're probably gonna run out by the end of the month of the jerseys. Um, and then um, just kind of the stigma of the black jersey <laughs> that it's had it's had on uh on PSG on the pitch. You know it's like all right, they're selling out the jersey, and people think it it's, it, ha- it has just like bad luck. But hey, that really doesn't matter because I believe we we wore the white yeah. jerseys against Dortmund, yeah. and that didn't really go over well for us. But like, so how, how do you feel overall over you know any of those things? Like just PSG continuing to sell all these jerseys easily. I mean. I tweeted out a couple of weeks, or yeah, a couple. Well, when the Manchester City news dropped, that uh, the reason why PSG isn't facing any like UEFA sanctions is because we all bought enough uh, Jordan kits to keep them afloat. That was a great tweet, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a great tweet. Because that's exactly what it is, though. Like, right? Well, like, the thing is the that maybe, maybe club or supporters of other clubs uh, helping chip in uh, <laughs> PSG. Not facing any UEFA <laughs> sanctions, so I, I know I, I I followed that up with like a little Vegeta angry and out in the ring. So it's like the people who who bought any stuff or who are buying stuff from the Jordan PSG collaboration are you know indirectly helping keep PSG afloat by not uh, by by them not facing any sanctions. But I mean, uh, it's fashion. Uh, anything goes. I, I always have this model. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure who I'm stealing this from, but you know, everything matches, or yeah, everything matches in black, or, or everything goes to black. So I'm pretty sure the reason yeah. why those are selling out like hotcakes, it's because it's, it's a black color. It can go with anything. 
And you know, it's it's more of a fashion statement than than swearing it as a your you know your typical supporter. Yep. And I saw a video today of uh the baby. He's a rapper from here in Charlotte. One of the biggest artists, for uh, hip hop artists right now. He was wearing a PSG Jordan, uh track track jacket. And like I'm thinking, he he has no idea. You know what I mean? Like he has yeah. no idea what that logo on his shirt, other than the, the Jordan logo, he has no idea what the PSG logo is. But somebody's gonna see him. You know, one of his fans is gonna like, yo, do you know who that is? And that's how, that's just how the marketing works. And and again, yeah. we've seen to talk about is it. like the product placement, like it it does the work for itself. You know, it's like, and then the the the, the marketing for this particular jerseys were were when they did the 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 match the game the NBA game with the Hornets and the Bucks so I'm sure that helped these numbers as well but yeah I, I, it's important for me to point out that uh, I don't think black jerseys white jerseys it doesn't really matter <laughs> if yeah. the players show up and and play trash we're gonna lose the game like I'm not here about <laughs> Uh, I'm not here for the for the stigmas and and the, um, the superstitions on jersey colors we wear. That's just my opinion. Though. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah. If you're playing like trash, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It don't what matter. You're wearing. <laughs> you can wear a Puma, Jordan, Adidas. It don't really matter. So um, on the last topic, um, wanted to talk about uh, Cavani. We just ended ended the 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 match against Bordeaux where he started and he scored his 200th club I'm sorry 200th ma- uh, goal for the club and uh just a monumental figure like you can't understate how like that's huge bro like 200 goals for one club and you know we talk about you know these legends the Neymars and the Mbappes and all these superstars that come you know, it's like they're great and we appreciate them, but they're not really club legends, right? And Cavani scoring—he's been a club legend, but scoring a 200th goal for the club—those are the things that sort of solidify, you know, that legendary status for a club. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but but in light of that, like just kind of the the the, the grand the grandness of that, and just how I believe the stat was—he's the first player ever to score that many goals for PSG or something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, well, what is another, you know, sporting event or player or team of something of that magnitude that you can relate to what Cavani did uh, for PSG today? I'm, I'm, I was thinking at the top of my head, I, I like, since I saw that and I brought that up to you, I've been thinking, I've been going through basketball, I've been going through different other sports but I think I'm gonna stick with with soccer and and go with um, with the Mexican club I support, and that's uh, one of the strikers, which is uh, Rogelio Funes Mori. He scored his 100th goal for the for our club, and it was at the Club World Cup against Liverpool. So if you read, you know, if, if you're, you know, if, if you root for a non-European club, if you root for a club in Latin America or an MLS club, whatever, um, for that. You know, for to have someone um, not uh, not only reach 100 goals for your club, but to have it be at a at a major, uh, you know, club tournament, 
uh, against arguably the best team in the world. And for that to yeah. be the 100th goal for, for the club, yeah, that's definitely one of the milestones that that really comes off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's huge. I, I believe in, in, in soccer, man, like it's it's hard to to have a messy someone who plays for one club their entire career. Like that rarely happens. So this is this is the closest thing that we could get from that in terms of Cavani being at the club long enough to score two hundred goals. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, uh, so, in, I was going to say, just in sports in general, it's hard. You, you rarely see uh, players stay with one team. It doesn't happen very often. It's just it, it's just the nature of sports. People want to move around, want to improve their situations. Yeah, it, it's difficult. So, no, nah, it's really cool. And it was cool to see what they did for him at the end there. Uh, bring it. it looks like they had that thing queued up. They <laughs> they were ready. They they knew he was going to score that goal, and I, and clearly that's why he started the match. I saw some people questioning why Cardi didn't start and stuff like that, but you know, they wanted to get Cavani that 200 goal at the park, and 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 it worked out. You know, game didn't really go as well as we wanted, but you know they won and he got that goal. Um, for me, man, I would say something great like that it was was it's still seeing Kobe Bryant score 81 points against the Raptors I know that's your squad <laughs> Jalen Rose Jalen Rose will always be remembered uh for having to guard Kobe Bryant um in that game but yeah watching Kobe drop 81 points in the game is like yo like that's the closest we'll ever get to seeing somebody get to Will Chamberlain's 100 points in one game it's like like what? Eighty one? Like that's that's so hard to do and, and to just in the the manner that he did it, whereas like the first two quarters it was just like a regular, you know, regular Kobe game. He got like twenty three points, like it's nothing, you know. Another Kobe, he's probably gonna get forty and but then second second half comes and he just blows it away and then just goes for eighty one and again it goes back to like the fact that, you know, he he's he played for the Lakers his entire career and uh, for him to to reach that milestone with the Lakers was really cool to see for me. So, but again, congratulations to uh, to Edison Cavani. Uh, obviously, him scoring the goal is gonna stir up some more friction between PSG fans on Twitter on who should start uh, in the second yeah, leg. It's already started. <laughs> against, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it has because our fan base on Twitter is most you know just bipolar and just frantic yeah it, it's it's kind of nuts well who do you think who do you think should start uh just given i mean Accardi scored today technically but you know it was called off sides but who do you think should start in the second match i mean i love Cavani. it's just there's there's moments where he misses some of the more easier goals or as we saw today pushed, as we saw today yeah and it's just yeah. like Especially if our defense is shaky, you kind of need someone that's going to be accurate. And, you know, it, you got to ride with the, with the Cardi. Like, Mbappe can't be the lone striker. It, it didn't work against Dortmund uh, in that first leg. So I think you got to go with with the Cardi and then, you know, have have Cavani ready to go. Like 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 we said, Tuchel's pretty much coaching for his job. So he, he, he can't, he has to have players on short leashes and, 
and ready to come in uh, when need be. But uh, I'm gonna go with the Cardi just because of the of the accuracy that that he can have a little bit over over Cavani. Yeah, no, you said it. I agree. I think that's the most important part. And like when you say, if our defense is not gonna be rock solid as it should be, we can't afford. <laughs> You know, easy misses and missing tappings and stuff like that. Like it's like today we saw it. Like he scored a, a great goal today on the header, beautiful, beautiful uh, ball in from Di Maria, and then the following play, like he does the back heel flick, goal is right there. He misses it, and then like in later in the match he misses two easier goals, and it's like we can't really afford that. I, I think it is good to see him kind of getting back into form. Uh, and again, you have Edison Cavani on the bench. Like, not most teams can say that. So, if, if Riccardi is not, you know, being clinical, then you have that option to bring in. I think the most important thing, no matter who Tuchel starts, is please start an actual number nine and don't put Kylian Mbappe yeah. again. Uh, put Kylian Mbappe up there alone again. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing uh we should do there but um but yeah that, that's that's all we got for today's show man um what's the what's the craziest thing you saw on twitter over the past few weeks uh no i'm still gonna go with compendous cussing out too cool. <laughs> uh, it, it has to be like i it's not i mean it's, hmm. I, I saw it i it's something i saw multiple times and it's just like like he just went into him and it's just damn like Nah, like, it was bad. Like he had like <laughs> yeah, like he had like some personal like like if it was you know Tuchel coming at him like it, it, yeah no it was yeah no I have to go with that it's like not often you see in sports another you know another relative go in after after someone like that but yeah I'm pretty much gonna go with that. Mine, uh, I'm going to go with uh, this morning. I, yesterday I was out. I was out last night. I couldn't really watch the Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury fight. Uh, but when I got woke up this morning and looked on Twitter, and there was um, uh, Tyson Fury licking this man's blood. The wildest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yo, what is this guy doing? Like, yo, this is not, this is not, who you want to fight like any man who's willing to on camera in front of millions of people lick your blood like off your neck after he demolishing you I'm like yeah i don't want any problems with that guy <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's that that's the wildest thing i saw um yesterday it was like yeah i can't believe he, he did that i'm like yeah this dude's nuts <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man you got anything else um Anything you want to promote or anything like? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, like I already said, uh, I do another podcast where uh, we, we cover the Mexican Club Monterey. Uh, last last Monday we had, um, if you're familiar with him, most most if you're a Hispanic PSG fan, you'll probably or that lives in the U.S. You'll probably be more familiar with him. But we talked with uh, Fernando Fiore of uh, well, he used to be on Univision. And, but now he's doing like stuff with Fox Sports on the English side and, and be in sports uh, on their Spanish coverage and I think sometimes on their English side. So uh, yeah, we had a we had a podcast episode where you know we interviewed him and talked with him and it was just uh, yeah it was just like a nostalgic feeling because you know it's just someone that 
that was on my TV when, you know, the World Cup was around or when, you know, I was watching the World Cup on, on Univision back in, what, 2002, 90, yeah, 2002 and, and onwards, I think 98 as well. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, uh, if you have a chance, uh, go ahead and listen to that. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that, that was, a that was like a crazy, crazy, crazy interview. Yeah, that's cool, man. You you're meeting all your idols and getting to talk to them and all. That's that's dope, man. That's that's really dope. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we got for today's show, man. I appreciate y'all listening. I think we got through most of the topics we wanted to get into. Um, again, this is our tenth episode. Uh, Ed is still letting us rock, so I guess we're not doing too <laughs> bad. Um, again, thank y'all for listening. Make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter. Uh, Follow PSG Talk. Uh, listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, and we'll be back again in a few weeks, man. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace. <laughs>